Welcome to Sin 315. We're here to encourage and equip Christians to engage in the adventure of sharing Jesus with those that God puts into their life. And we're so glad you're here. Hey everybody, that is the truth. We are so glad you're here. I'm Kevin Miller. I am the host of Scent 315. And I'm Sarah Marie Main, the producer. And with us, we also have Matt Hall. That's me. <laughs> Very good. He's our sound engineer. So we know who we are. You know who we are. We would love to know a little bit more about you, though. On the front end, Sarah, how can we know them better? You can get on our Instagram, sent underscore 315, and DM us on there. Follow us. Give us a comment. Yeah, we really want this to be a dialogue. We want this to be a, a conversation that is uh, edifying and encouraging to all of us, and challenging, too, at times. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, last week, we went over listening. We hope you guys uh, jumped on the website and took the listening thing with somebody and just kind of seeing where you're at with listening. And so playing off of that, we're going to talk about kind of a guideline of a pattern of how to go about sharing your faith. And it starts with listening to them. And Kevin, you came up with it. Oh, I probably stole it from somebody. <laughs> I am really horrified by the people who steal things from me uh -huh. before I even thought of it. <laughs> It happens all the time. It's like, this is a great idea. And oh, yeah, somebody wrote a book on it. Whoa, that's cool. Yeah. Glad we think the same way. They must be extra gifted to be yes. able to like see into the future Steal and pull the it future out of our head. Me. Yeah. Time bandits. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great movie. But it's this pattern of their story, your story, and his story. And you know, the thing is, is that there are all sorts of sayings like earn the right to be heard. They say they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And, and those are true. That's why those sayings stick around. So that listening is really important. You know, one thing I didn't share in the listening episode that is real meaningful as a bridge to our story, which we're going to talk about a little bit today. And that's one that I got from Bob Goff, who steals a lot of my stuff in advance. <laughs> and he said, engage with those who listen and love those who don't. Mm. And I went, instead of slapping around the person that's not listening to your great wisdom that will save them from the <laughs> eternal fires, fires of hell, you love them. I really think that the Lord intends for this conversation with people about life and about God and eternity to be really, really natural. He's, he sets these mm -hmm. conversations up. So I'm not big on formulas. So when we've talked about this, guidelines or tips or just ways that make it simpler. We've talked about fear and, and people are afraid, hey, I'm going to mess it up. Mm -hmm. it, you know, I'm, I'm going to say something wrong or it'll get into a debate that I can't handle or something like that. And I seriously believe that God isn't necessarily looking for expert witnesses. There are so many times in the Bible where where the, the Pharisees see that, that the fishermen that, that are talking to them are unlearned and ignorant men. Mm -hmm. That's in Acts 4. Um, the blind man is a great example. He goes, I don't know whether he's a sinner or not. All I know is I couldn't see and now I can see. <laughs> and, and one that I really, really do love is Philip. Because Nathaniel says to him, can anything good come out of Nazareth? And Philip says, come and see. So it's really simple. And probably the exclamation point of we can all do this because the Holy Spirit is backing us up and he's set up these conversations. It's a setup is what John says in 1 John. 
what we've seen, what we've heard, what we've touched, what we've what we know to be true. That's what we're sharing with you. Mm-hmm. And it is really, really hard to mess up your story. Definitely. It's your Hopefully. story. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're lying to them. Now, but there are some communication tips that can really help because I know there's some people that I've seen fall into some pitfalls that make it harder for that conversation to happen. So the first part, I mean, it's listening, right? Their story. So we talked mostly about that last week of just sitting and listening to their story and hearing their story. And in hearing their story, you'll probably be led and kind of know what to share of your story that might connect with them. Yes. So many people, testimony is, uh, this is my story of how I came to salvation. And that's really important. And we Mm -hmm. need to know how to communicate that to people. But my feeling is, is that your testimony, first of all, it's about what God's doing with you right now too right? Because we run into challenges. We run into hard stuff. Mm -hmm. And then somebody that you're talking to, the Lord may set up a conversation where that's the point of intersection. When you see him intercepting people in the Bible, he just goes to right where they are, sometimes with supernatural discernment. And that's Mm -hmm. great when we have that too. But if you listen well, you'll know where a person's at and then boom, your story and their story just dovetail together. I love that too, because I know for me, I got saved at a very young age. Like I met Jesus for real when I was two years old. Very young age. (laughs) Very young age. I was baptized when I was four. And so it took me a while to realize that my testimony didn't have to be the before and after thing. Right. And what I found would, would connect with people was the present relationship with God and talking from that and sharing that. And I think even people who have the before and after, which is beautiful and important to share that. And I still share mine in that way as well, because it's unique in a certain different kind of way. (laughs) But the fact that you can share that you're having something going on with God now, today, even if your before and after was 20 years ago, I think sometimes that speaks more volumes of the living presence of God sure. to somebody because every there's a lot of people out there who are like, oh yeah, I prayed the prayer, I, I'm saved, I'm Christian, I'm whatever. But when you can talk out of a real relationship mm-hmm. like you have with your friend or whatever, I mean, it's not like that, but it's like that at the same time. It says something. It's powerful. Yeah. And the person, you can see it sometimes in the person's face where they go, whoa. They're intrigued. They're pulled into that presence. You know, that guideline of, okay, so one way to put this communication together is what your life was before Jesus, mm-hmm. how that encounter happened, and mm-hmm. what it's been like since then. However, as we've said, you're talking to a human being who's living life. Yeah. And so you may start in the middle. You may Mm -hmm. start with their perception of God and what your experience has been with God and and his loving patience and all of that. It depends on the person that you're talking to. One of the things to watch out for, I think, with that before the encounter with Jesus and ever since then, sometimes people really embellish the before. Mm -hmm. 
So I was in this motorcycle gang and I killed 17 people <laughs> and kicked the dog and I was a horrible human being. Let me tell you more about it. Sometimes the before gets embellished. I think the before is to relate to a person who's in there before. And then just like you said, like we've talked about, listen first and then um, know how to formulate your your story. What we've done, which is which is really, really fun, is to have people write out their story. Then if they're not professional writers or if they have trouble communicating that way, they can give it to somebody who's better at that. And then they can help them like, hey, this is a little, what did you mean by this? And help them with that. Then record it uh, because then they're verbalizing it and then post it on social media or at different places. Now, there's another ministry that does this that I talked to years ago, and they're doing a great job of it. We've done a little bit of our flavor of it. And the people that we work with on this, they can stop anywhere they want if they just want to write it down. So they get it in their head so they have it and it's not stumbling. Um, or they want to do the video, but they don't want to put it up there for whatever reason. But what a marvelous thing mm -hmm. to put it onto the World Wide Web and who knows who it's going to affect, who can say, I can relate to that. That speaks to me. Even if you don't want to put it on the web, it's really helpful just to formalize it in a coherent yeah. way for yourself. Yeah. And it's good for your relationship with God because I know when I look back over moments in my life where God has met me, it just, it gives like an extra uh, cup of coffee <laughs> to your relationship with God, you know, just that. that that extra fuel where you're like, oh yeah, especially if you've been discouraged that's yeah. a really great thing to do is to remember where God's met you before because it gives you faith, gives you hope. And then when you start jumping into that with yourself and you run into somebody who's down and not feeling good and you can feel that, you're going to have probably more of a little bit of love and pull to reach out to that yeah. person and to want to minister because you know that there's this hope and, and little piece of life that you can share. Uh, the Bible talks about the joy of our salvation. And that reminder and that going back to that point, I can see it right in my head. I had a similar situation that you had. I was in love with Jesus as a very young squirt and didn't really come from a Christian background, you know, broken family and all that stuff. But I had my rocky road. I mean, mm -hmm. I took vacations um, and it, it, it's horrible. And I got to a point where, Lord, I don't know if you could ever accept me back. Mm -hmm. I remember I was in a parking lot waiting for somebody to show up for a job that I was doing. And I saw a penny that was in the asphalt that was mutilated. It was so bent and so torn. This is when a penny would go into a gum machine. That's how long ago it was. But the picture of it struck me so hard. Lord, I'm like this penny. You can't even use me. I am so beat up by my own decisions and my falling away from you that I don't have any worth. Then he spoke to me and, you know, and I remember, I remember the day of who I prayed with and when it really became alive that's the joy of my salvation, plus all the times that he's made up my lack yeah. along the way. I wanted to go into some just communication stuff and go over some of the safeguards that might help us not like, they're just people that other people run away from. You know, they, you know, you, your eyes glass over, you know, the story will never be short. 
Um, and what's really funny is when one of those people starts talking about other people that are like that, and they're not <laughs> self-aware enough to know, eh, got to go. Thanks. You're right. Oh, yeah, yeah. So brevity, brevity is one of them. If you're communicating your story, if the Lord has set up that conversation and you've listened well and somebody's asking, right, First Peter 3.15, to those who ask, mm-hmm. it needs to be brief. It needs to be to the point. It, you don't, don't wander. So that's one thing. Really, and for myself, like when I'm speaking or I'm writing, editing myself is really important, and we need to do that. So brevity is definitely one of them. One that I had and have, and I really take a lot of time, sometimes a little too much time, I think, (laughs) to practice this one, is ensuring that the language that I'm describing my relationship with God and sharing about the Lord is not too Christianese. I love this one so (laughs) much. I really do. It's really hard, especially for me. Because I'm a church kid. You're inside the club. I was in the club since, you know, before I was born. I probably learned some of the words in the womb. And <laughs> <laughs> You came out shouting vicarious yes. atonement. <laughs> no, not that, not that bad. But I think there's even words like the word holy. Holy just means to be set apart. But if you're just saying holy, holy, you know, all the time to random people that you barely know who maybe have a church background, maybe don't, it's like this big, huge word. And it is biblically, but it doesn't, it's not necessarily going to communicate what you want it to, to somebody. So that's one little example. I think sometimes, obviously the big crazy words, but I think there's a lot of Christianese. Propitiation. (laughs) Yes, I had to look that one up (laughs) once I was reading it. I was like, wait, what is that? And But yeah, just making sure, because we have to remember the words we learn in the Bible, they made perfect sense to a Jewish person who grew up, reading the Torah, understanding, grew up in a very religious Mm -hmm. type of culture, which is great. But we're in a completely different, we're not in a communal religious culture. We're not necessarily taught religion. We're We're in America, so we get taught like God is God, and that's about it. And then it's very individualistic. So the whole culture of the Bible and mindset that was just natural to people is very different to us now. And so we have to be good translators of that. And so one, you got to understand your word and dive into what the Bible is actually saying. And then when you're reading about farming, (laughs) because Jesus used farming a lot, but farming wasn't weird. He, it was so normal. It was like talking about going to Trader Joe's now. (laughs) Okay, I get it. If he came now, he wouldn't have used farming unless he was in the middle of a farm town. But if he was in the city, he would use very different language to communicate his parables. And so we have to translate those things for other people because God did that. He speaks to us in our humanity, in our present day. Right. And so practicing that and a tool that I use to do that because I have to be extra about it because I grew up mainly just in Christian culture is thinking about how you're going to say something and then putting yourself in the mindset of, I've never heard of God. I've never been to church. I'm just the average person when it comes to religion. And go, do I understand me? (laughs) Does that make sense to me? Because I know as a Christian, sometimes I hear a pastor say something 
and it doesn't make sense because they use right. so much Christianese and I'm not not tracking. I don't think it means you can't use those words, but if you do use them, you have a simple way of explaining it. One of the pastors at our church is Mike Van Meter, and he's a he's a scholar type mm-hmm. guy, very theological, and he'll use big words, but he immediately uses a simple phrase right after so that your brain hears the word and at first you're like, wait, what? And then he explains it in one quick phrase or a sentence and you're like, okay, I'm tracking with you now. Right. It really and so helps. you can do that as well. Just taking that angle and going, what am I saying? Does it make sense to me? Would it make sense to somebody else? And if you have friends, family members who you know aren't don't have a relationship with Jesus, mm-hmm. ask them. Mm-hmm. It's a tr- real tricky way to talk to them about God, but it's very beneficial <laughs> the other way. Am I making any sense? I remember I was speaking at a high school to a Christian club. I was like a guest speaker. And somehow, I mean, the room was packed because there were cute girls and pizza and it was <laughs> packed. They were sitting all over the floor. And somehow we all read, we all said together, we just said it together, uh, John three sixteen, And I just got this light bulb when we got to the word, because it's King James quoting, uh, begotten, only begotten son. So I asked this in a huge room of people, what does begotten mean? And not one person, not a Christian kid, not uh, like, a, I'm just here for the pizza, why are you bothering me? <laughs> could explain begotten. And so, I mean, I can remember, I have a lot of Christian songs in my head that were King James version, um, and they're really good for me to memorize scripture and everything, mm-hmm. but we have to get into the language of the culture. The persons, I mean, if you're talking to somebody in Russia, they may need for you to speak in Russian Mm -hmm. instead of a language they don't understand. So that's the point. A couple more that I think are really important. And there's a a resource that we'll have on the website that can go into more depth with this. Uh, Walk Across the Room by Bill Hybels has a great DVD. And they're having a party and the conversations are all wacky. And there are conversations that Christians who are not brief and uh, (laughs) Christians who are using incredible Christianese like right Hezbollah out of the Old Testament. How fun of a script that would be. Oh, way fun. They do a great job of it. I really love it. One of them is be sensitive. First of all, before you start talking, be praying and be sensitive about crazy stories. Now, you may have a supernatural, man, oh man, this pig just started talking to me and I have a revelation of the glory of God. Wait, was it babe? Uh, yes, see, and that would work if it was Disney. But the deal is, is if you if you have a supernatural story, it, it can have two sides of it. When, when they're ready, as it makes sense, but you don't want to start off with a craziness that may go, oh, another weirdo, mm-hmm. you know, another person. So for our listeners, if that makes sense to you, then grab that one and be careful of it. Another one is really important all the time. When we see First Peter 3.15, it talks about speaking to people with gentleness and reverence. Yeah. And what that says right off the bat to me is humility. Mm-hmm. You know, that old saying, it, uh, it's one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. I don't know if you've heard that one. But, I think I have. But it's it's relating with a person because it's humility. We're saved by grace. It's a gift that God just gives us. We weren't the smartest and the prettiest and all mm-hmm. of that. It can't be condescending. Your conversation can't be, I've got it, you don't. Wouldn't you be lucky to got it like I got it? And that just will not work. People can sense that. They yeah. can feel that, even if you can't. Yeah. And if you have that type of mentality one if you're concerned about it you're either breaking it off of yourself or 
There you go. <laughs> you don't have it. But I would encourage people to ask somebody when you talk about your faith, when you talk about the Bible, ask your Christian friends. Because yeah. if you've got that going on, it's probably everywhere and your friends know about it and they might be a little scared to tell you. But be humble <laughs> and ask somebody, ask your friends and say, hey, do I come off like this? Do yeah. I have this better type of mentality? There's the there's a guy on YouTube I listen to, and he's a Christian guy, and he talks about things and culture. His name is Ruslan KD. I recommend his channel. But he talks about otherizing and how a lot of times we otherize other people. And I think it comes mm. from that uh, mentality of thinking we're better because we're Christians and aye, we aye, know aye. God and we know the Bible and we know. And, you know, there's a lot of things we don't know, Amen. just like you were talking about in the listening episode <laughs> with your grandson. And so I think, yeah, I, th I love that you brought that up because it's very powerful and important and something I have to remind myself too, just because we think we know something. It doesn't make us better. Even if we do know it, we're not better. I think kind of summing it up is number one, the Bible is full of regular folks sharing what God has done with them with mm -hmm. regular folks. There are supernatural things that happen and stuff, and that's going to be really fun to talk about. But number one, if you're a regular folk, then you're at the right podcast because that's <laughs> who we're trying to talk to and equip and encourage. And secondly, it is not our job to get people saved. It's our job to be obedient and to step into situations and to have mm -hmm. some courage where we're kind of afraid. And that's why we evaluate ourselves and, we, and we're serious about, you know, just doing the very best we can. But the Holy Spirit draws people. You know, Jesus said, if I'm lifted up, I'll draw people to me. So you're working together. And so in telling your story, don't worry about the fear. What you've heard, what you've felt, what you've touched, what you know, share with other people. Be generous with that, what the Lord gave to you, pass it along to others. And going off of that, just one last tidbit here. Let that, just what Kevin shared, let it take that pressure off of you. Yes. Because if you mess it up, if you do all the things we said not to do today or all the things that pushes people away or you did that in the past, it's okay. God is not angry at you. He's not disappointed in you for not knowing how to do something or thinking you were doing something better than you were. He does the drawing to himself. Even if you did push someone away from the Lord in the past, it doesn't mean they're going to hell. <laughs> right. You're not the reason for that yeah. if that happens to them. Obviously, we don't want that to happen to them, and we want to do our best to serve and love people and speak well and communicate well. But we get it wrong, and right. that's okay. Don't let the ac accusation voice get in there and tell you that you shouldn't do it anymore, or you can't do it, or that you screwed up so bad in the past, because that's just not Yeah, true. because when you have that kind of fear, then it's like thinking that Jesus is looking at that and going, dude, I can't fix that. Mm -hmm. That got botched so bad, there's nothing yeah. I can do with that. He makes up our lack every time. And you know, I end every episode with reminding people that they're sent. Mm -hmm. This episode, I want to clearly remind everybody, he goes with you. Mm. He's with yes. you. He went ahead of you. And you're not so powerful that you're going to keep anybody from him. <laughs> yeah. Coming up is his story. Please be ready for that and watch for that because there are so many ways that we can communicate his story just clearly and, and wonderfully. So takeaway for today 
is to write out your story, one part of your story. Take it, write it out, especially if it's one that you feel like maybe in the future you'd want to know how to share. Formalize that. And you know what? Send it to us. We'd love to read it. Absolutely. That's what we're here for. So what are you going to tell them now? Well, you are going to tell them the new thing, but you are sent. Yes, thank you. Very good. So compelling. The new thing. (laughs) He goes with you. Yeah, and he goes with you. (laughs) I already said it, so I thought they might have picked it up at that point. (laughs) 